frontier. This is Football Daft with Stephen Purden. Midfield dynamo and average actor. Chris Toll. Target man. Suspicious character. And... Welcome to Football Daft, the daftest Scottish football podcast around. My name's Stephen Purden and let's welcome the team. First, a man who is now officially the 454th best wrestler in the world. It's Grado, mate. That's an achievement, mate. No, it's not really a shite because, like, no. well, I was 293 last year. See, to be honest with you, the, be- the, best, the best position I've ever got was 500th. Because it was the, it was the top 500 wrestlers. They call it the PWI 500. I think it was 2015 or 16, and I got and I, and I came like that. And honestly, I buzzed off that. But 454 is shite. You know what I mean? It's no. I thought you said last year you were 200 on something. I was. But how can 500 be better than 200? I was. It was the last in the list, mate. Do you know what? Congratulations, you're 454, right? Thank but you. now let's welcome my man who has been accused of coming down with a bout of the Hungarian flu. <laughs> only appeared on last week's show. He's claiming he still have the Hungarian flu this week a wee bit. Um, oh, we feel it's all fair and all right in time for his introduction. It's Chris Cole. All right, Chris, what's happening? I, 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 sorry, last week I had a Ferenc virus. <laughs> hey! There we go, hey. I'll get out of the way straight away. Nah, but I'm, I'm still not feeling great, man, but I'm fucking I'm much better than I was. Yeah, get a full house this week, right? So, let's t- talk about the old football. What's happening? European draws for the Europa League been made and all four Scottish clubs will be away from home if they reach the third round. Would you make the draw in? Good, man. Um, I, I, I don't... I don't... I, see the red amps thing? That's funny, eh? He's getting red amps, man. Imagine they pick you up, but oh, what a ready. Oh, at least we got a second chance at them. <laughs> a good point, mate. It's a good point. But, um... Are you away? Are you in Gibraltar? We're away, mate. Aye. Mate, aye. If you, mate, see, that pitch is brutal, right? But see, when you watch the game at that stadium, man, it's like watching a fucking movie. They've got, they've got, a, rock of, they've got a rock of Gibraltar in the background and all that, and fucking it looks, it looks amazing. But the pitch looks as if they've made out of old boulders. Right, Motherwell will play the winners of KF Lackey or Hapwell Beershava if they beat Coleraine. Aberdeen are going to play Sport and Lisbon if they get past Viking. What about that? Sport Whoa. and Lisbon. Viking are a decent side, by the way. Really? I, I, I think we'll have to get past them. We'll see. We'll see. But that's, a, that's a good draw, though. If they do get by them, that's a big tie for, for Aberdeen. The only thing is, man, they're not going to be able to sell it to fans because they're not going to be able to play it. It's going to be played behind closed doors, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So it's going to be a huge European night for Aberdeen. There's not going to be any fans there. Eh? No, I thought about that. And Rangers, obviously, if we beat the Imps, which you don't know, we could end up fucking up. Banana, I don't know. Banana skin, slip up. But Rangers will then face Progress or Vilem. Progress again. It's going to be Vilem, but you want the rubber match, don't you? You want the rubber match with progress? Aye. Aye, I wouldn't mind playing anything. This reminds me, like, now we're getting progress all the time. It reminds me, of, when I was a wee boy, it just felt like Scotland played Lithuania and Latvia every week. Every Aye, game. See, me, me, and, me and John and Stephen are a wee bit older than you, so it was San Marino for us in Estonia. That right. one yeah. Aye, Estonia, I remember that. We turned up and they kicked off and everything. Aye, I remember, fuck's sake. 
Yeah, talking about San Marino, man. Celtic could be up against that mob for San Marino, couldn't they? The other mob for Latvia, Riga for right. Latvia, or um, for San Marino. I'd, I would probably say it's going to be Riga, and a Latvian team should put turn over a San Marino team. Scott, like I, I say, he's on Celtic. Daft. The only I know Riga because Scott or Riga tossed Aberdeen out one year, remember? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. they were, a, I thought they were a decent side, but man, that was about fucking thirty years ago or something. <laughs> right, Dunfermline have welcomed German investors, which will allow Dunfermline to develop a youth academy and new training facilities, says Chairman Ross McArthur. It's not bad for Dunfermline, they'll bazaar. They've already got a German boy, a, a player over. Um, I seen yesterday they announced a sign in a German boy. Um, mm-hmm. He used to play for St. Pauli, scored the winner against Bayern Munich for St. Pauli. Ah. And, he, uh, and he's signed for Dunfermline, so that'll be a, that, that, that should bear fruit for them, I would think, to be honest with you. That's a good thing, good deal. Definitely. And you happy about Big Shane Duffy? Happy with that? Aye, like I say, I'm, I'm happy enough uh, now that I'm, we're not relying on him to get us into the Champions League. I think he'll, he'll do well and domestically and get a wee bit of European experience in the Europa League and then hopefully if he signs a permanent deal then he'll be ready to make a step up to the Champions League mm-hmm. but I don't know I don't know what it signals for Celtic we've brought in a new centre half I, I think there's a lot of noise about Ayer wanting away um, my cousin texted me last week saying that his mates uh, lives down in Newcastle or something and there's a lot of talk about him going down to Newcastle so um, I don't know. We'll we'll see what we'll see what uh, becomes it all. But Shane Duffy, I I'm, I'm happy enough with that. Is your cousin the one that still saw the, the the texts about folk crashing motors and <laughs> players <laughs> fighting? Is that all comfort? Is that all comfort for your cousin, mate? Yeah, uh, my cousin Stephen Gerrard's fucking secretary. <laughs> <laughs> my my father-in-law was coming up the other day. They came up, man. He's like, ah, eh, I thought about Rangers and all that, and he's like, eh. That wee, that wee bampot. What about him? I was like, who? And he's like, I mean, he's like, McCoy straight. He goes, I mean, Morales. Morales. I was like, what about him? He's like, crashing into the motors and all that. Fucking. <laughs> I'm like, Stuart, I don't, I think it's just made up, mate. I don't, it was on the CCTV. <laughs> There's coverage here. There's coverage. I'm like, where have you seen the coverage? Why are ones? You'll see it. It's coming. It's coming out. <laughs> <laughs> I was on the text to Grado when I read that one. I was like, Grado, go on the field. Is this for real? He's like, no, oh, mate. <laughs> obviously, this weekend, man, again, I don't, it makes me feel a wee bit depressed. International weekend. I hate it. Nah, You've got to I put mean... the cards on the table. None against Scotland, none against all the international games. I just hate it. It makes me have nothing to look forward to the weekend. What do you think? I. I, I'm exactly the same. I pain for it. I pain for the football at the weekend. The Scottish football. Fat- on Scotland are playing. Come on, boys. Get behind the boys. Come on. Oh, I, 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 do you know what? It's not like I don't support Scotland. I mean, a day and I watch it probably. Aye. But I don't, I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to watch the Scotland game. I'm going to go and watch a Sunderland reserves match. Fucking McBurney. What about oh, that? Aye, the squad and going to fucking play for for Sunderland. Aye, but apparently. No, but apparently he cut his fit and he cut his fit before they were meant to go, so they were like, right, he's your fit cut, right, don't bother then. And then I think it maybe a couple of plasters on it and a couple of years later it was brand new and they were like, it's too late, so that he turned up for Sunderland. Ah, oh, fucking lot of shit. 
Well, Gosh. Scotland, they're going to get set to play Czech Republic and Israel in the Nations League for a potential backdoor into the 2022 World Cup. And here is how it will work. Hold on, Wait, is it the World Cup? I thought it was a backdoor into Europe, the European Championships. Right, this is where the confusion is. Right, so we're still to play the game against Israel for like, the. They don't play the John. John, like they don't play it. Aye, so, aye, so we, need to, we need to play the Czech Republic, right? In uh, the Nations League. And then what happens is the winner for that faces um, post, uh, Israel. Then that's a kind of backdoor to the 2022 World Cup. And if they do that, then they'll get in, I think. Is that not it, John? Hey, mate, good effort. Good effort. You know more than me, mate, on this, because for me, this is like the fucking captain factor, trying to figure uh, this shit out. You want me to bore you and explain what, how it works, right? Go on, go on, you do it, go. Right, basically, three of Europe's 13 entrants into the next World Cup in Qatar will come via playoffs... Uh, there's also going to be the normal qualification process which starts next year where there'll be 10 groups with winners qualifying for the finals the 10 runners up will then be joined by the two best nations league group winners that failed to finish in the top two of their qualifying group those 12 teams will be drawn into three different playoff paths there will then be two semi-finals and a final at each path with the three winners making the World Cup so it's a bit so we can still it's like the Euros this is just a backdoor. So we're still going to go through qualification, but this is just a potential backdoor into it. It basically means if Scotland do what we normally do and finish third or fourth in the qualifying group, uh, but manage to get to the top of the Nations League. So if we get to the top between Israel and Czech Republic and get to the top, then there's a chance we can seek into the playoffs. Um, given most of the teams above us will be likely to secure their place in the traditional way. Any questions about that? I've got one. Yeah. Can you repeat that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what I just said. Honestly, <laughs> God, it's like the fucking Da Vinci Code. Aye, aye. it's brutal. Like, why do nobody should just do have a World Cup with every country on it? Just, <laughs> just a straight knockout tournament right to the final. Aye, no, mate, that's what, as in, like, every country, you want to get involved. Then he did the fucking draw, and then he just stepped um, playing in November. Aye, and then by the time exactly. he comes, and it then the World, Cup, the World Cup finals at the end of the season. Aye, it doesn't matter if Germany are drawn out against Brazil in the first game. He's a playing richer. <laughs> he's a fuck. That's and because it can be into fucking the final, and it's like fucking. I don't know, like fucking Azerbaijan versus the Faroe Islands. <laughs> boys, we've, we've got an, we've got a major issue. However, there are 195 countries in the world, so we're going to have to either gain a country or lose a country to make it's it. Even. England. Which 195 divided by two? 97 games. 97. You can still, but you could still date in continents, couldn't you? Right. No, but don't date in continents. Right, but please imagine what. Zambia versus fucking France. Papua New Guinea fucking destroying Scotland for now, man. <laughs> Costa Rica all over again. <laughs> we'll just need to so see on the show today, we welcome a current Morton player who's been around Scottish football at the likes of St Mirren, Motherwell, St Johnston and Hearts. It's John Sutton. Ooh. And it's Chris's turn on the Legends Lottery and hopefully it does better than last week when Grado brought his cousin on who was once a mascot and wait for it he left as a voice note <laughs> it was amazing that man on the big question we are talking 
ball boy stories and it's a four-week rollover on the pro set playoff, meaning there are four crates of beer to be won. But first, with gossip that would make eyes if he's still game jealous, it's Chris Toll and his rumour mill. Right, so first, first on the list this week, we've got Dundee United. Uh, they've made a move to bring a Slovakian international striker, Pavel Sofrenko, back to uh, for a second loan spell from Sensei Stanford, Georgie. That's a made up there, man. And, I, that, and is that one of John's fucking typos? It's Stenhouse Muir he's coming to. <laughs> 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 Stenhouse Muir. <laughs> <laughs> Abs are close to uh, signing 24-year-old goalkeeper Dylan Barnes on loan for Queen's Park Rangers. Right. His head coach Jack Ross is only youngster Kevin Dabrowski on the books to act as backup for Israel International Offer Marciano. Uh, Charlie Adam, former guest of the show, looks like he could end up heading back to Dundee, but only if it makes business sense for the dark boys. Right. Uh, that's obviously his boyhood team where he started off as yep. well. Yep. Uh, Southampton are set to step up their bid to sign Olivier and Cham. After missing out on Weston McKenney, the American midfielder joins Juventus from Schalke instead, so they have now turned their attention to Cham. However, I think now that moves dead in the water. The Southampton and Cham deal is looking as if it could be dead in the water. So, uh, where would you, what, would you want to keep him, mate? I don't know. I don't know. I think I don't think he works well with McGregor and Brown. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's loads of loads of Celtic fans on my Facebook too, giving it. Um, Nick Cham, Nick Cham can go. There's a lot. There was a lot of talk on my Facebook this week. You know, like Gredo, I think everybody's that fucking perplexed now. It wouldn't bother anybody if anybody left apart from Edward. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that, that that maybe sounds a wee bit callous, but honestly, I, it's as if they're fucking no on their arse. Right. Portuguese giants Porto have joined the race to sign Alfredo Morelos after they impressed against them in the Europa League last season. Um, that's, a, that's an old Rangers tactic, isn't it? Remember, they used to just defend they played well against them, they just signed them. What the fuck? Aye. Aye. Oh, I remember Aye. when Jelovic played well against Celtic and they signed him. Aye. Aye, that's right. Fucking Jelovic, he was a player, wasn't he? Aye, uh, Daryl Horgan, who was in my fantasy team, he's moved to fucking Wickham. <laughs> right, so I'm going to have to. Fan that. I'm going to have to uh, get, my, get my new. I'm looking at Lewis Ferguson right. to replace him. I'm playing my wild card this week. I'm playing my wild card. I'm having a shit yeah. where, where are you sitting in the fantasy, boys? Where are you sitting? Oh, oh. I'm, I'm so bad. I'm terrible. I'm abs- Get I'm your position. We've not done that yet, have we? Football daft league. I am 1,069. What are you, Kato? 708. Ah, damn. What are you, grads? Yeah, 1,270. I'm beating Grado. I'm 244. Oh, that's fucking hell, that's good, man. I'm on 90. No, I'm on, hold on, I'll tell you how many points I've got. I'm sitting on 288 points. Well, I have I'm to say a big, big shout out to our, the top of the leaderboard who's sitting in 382 points. We are all William Gross, Lachlan Heine on the Football Daft League on Fantasy well Football done. Scotland. That. Well done, well done man. Well done. By the way, do you know what? I've actually been keeping up with it too. See, usually with the fantasy football, I fall away after a couple of weeks and then that's me. Uh, mate, I love it. Me and my mates do the English one every year, man, and I'm really, I'm doing the same with the Scottish one. It's part of my ritual. I sit and spend a wee 20, half an hour at night going, right, this is what I'm doing. I take it fucking serious, man. I don't it's, not about me. it's not about me, no, it's about crystals in my mouth. Sorry, boys. 
<laughs> Don't worry about that. Um, we've got this this name's popping up every single week. One week he's going to Bayern Munich, the next week he's going to Selic. Apparently this week he's going to Bologna and we're talking about Aaron <laughs> Hickey. Aaron Hickey, she hurts. So I don't know what the fuck's going on uh, with this boy. The Bologna looking to sign him, but they've already got Mitchell Dykes at left back. right? So if they're going to be bringing him in as a development player, is he at the age now where he wants to play first-team football more often? Yeah. Did Bologna then loan him back out maybe to another club to get some experience? I don't know, but uh, whatever happens, Celtic like are getting 30% of the sale on fee. So uh, hopefully it's fucking Bayern Munich and they offer about 10 million. You know what I mean? Just hoping <laughs> not. Just hoping not. <laughs> and the last, very last, but by no means least, excuse me, we were talking about Charlie Adam earlier on, um, maybe going back to Dundee. Another ex Rangers player could potentially be going back to where he's. Uh, where his career started. Um, Ali McCoist is in talks with St. Johnson. <laughs> for, the, for, the ma- <laughs> for the managerial position. Is Callum Davidson or just took care of that? Aye, but Callum Davidson's decided that he's wanting to move on. Because Already? He's got, he's got, it's, I don't know exactly the reasons behind that, but McCoist is definitely... Might be, might be a director of football gig. Right. But he's he's in talks with St. Johnson. I thought he was, I thought he'd have been holding out for the Kolnocki Joe. <laughs> Football daft with G4 claims. Been involved in a road traffic accident? Call him now on 01698 767 172. Aye, so like after obviously thinking back to last week, man, I just hope international break now I hope all the motors at Ibrox will be getting fixed after because obviously there's rumours Morelos might be going to Porto so the motors might be safe you know what I mean well, the, the claims are in the claims are in uh, are they? aye they're, that's getting dealt with um, I think um, who is it um, Scott Arfield is going about right now in a 70 plate Kia so right. that, that's no too bad he's, he's, um, he's like 20 plate 20 plate 20 plate oh, wait a minute do you know what can you do well, See that that's obviously he's got a he's got a courtesy uh, car. Aye, but he's that's not that's not a like for like replacement. You're right, which is why he should have went to G Four Claims because G Four Claims sponsor this show, and we think they're brilliant, and we believe that if the Rangers players did use G Four Claims, they would be sorted. They'd be back on the road. Currently, they're getting the bus, they're getting the subway, they're cycling, etc., etc. If you, I been, heard, I heard that Connor Goldson's walking it to work. Goldson's was alright, mate. He never scared, but Goldson was up was brand new, mate. He was. Oh, did you not hear about the the second incident? All oh, right, never oh, mind. Never right. mind. Right. The other incident, it's not. I've, I've not been told about that. What happened? Uh, listen, the least said the better. Right, okay, do right. Well, I what? heard Sh- Shane Duffy when he signed came up and rammed his motor went to Goldson's motor right away, man. Is that I'm here? Well, <laughs> that marker. <laughs> Right, he's a laughing, but if you've been in a road traffic accident and you're not at fault, G4 Claims can make it easy for you. They provide you with complete accident management support that you require. They'll recover their costs from Shane Duffy, etc., etc., Alfredo Morelos, the at-fault party, and they'll sort you out with a vehicle that's like for like. So uh, if you are, by the way, shout out to the people who get their new 70-plate cars that came out and the 1st of September, it was good to see everybody smiling with their new happy cars. They're also going to organise your vehicle to be repaired. 
at one of their approved body shops and return to yourself. Should your vehicle be deemed a write-off, they're going to recover the pre-accident value for your car, and they're going to write you a big fat check. And best of all, it won't cost you a penny as they charge the at-fault insurance direct. Hey, G4 claims don't call call, they don't buy data, and once they process your claim, your insurance will remain unscathed. And the best thing is, Nicole and the team over there won't take your case on if they don't think they can help. So, if you've been in a road traffic accident or you know someone that has, get on to G4 Claims on 01698-767172. That's 01698-767172. Get them at notatfaultclaim.com not or find them on social media at G4 Claims Limited. G4 Claims. Not at Fault Claims. The Legends Lottery on Football Daft. <laughs> right, lads, lads. I'm really just no sure how we're going to talk last week's but I mean, last week was just getting a voice note, a voice note to Grado's cousin, who was once a mascot for a Kilmarnock game. Aye, uh, or Kilmarnock. So, no, I don't know how no. we're going to talk it. I mean, we've never had a mascot on before. It was great to get him on um, <clears throat> for all the 10 seconds on a voice note. But um, it was good to do you hear... Know what? Do, you know, do you know what? I know he's busy, but he was willing to give us three minutes. He was willing to give us three minutes of your time. And one day, maybe when he comes back, my, my turn to get uh, Legends Lottery, I might get Gary Boy to come on and talk about that day. He met Gary Holt, um, Richard Goff. Um, I mean, he's main guest material, I would say. Right, okay. I, well, I don't know if he's got the time. Um, it's, not, it's not your cousin. Aye. Mm-hmm. Get, get him on, man. Aye, no, that's what, a story, what a story. That's better than my big golf story. Do you know Mate, what? Ali Mitchell Mate. signed his fucking, signed his autograph book. He met Bobby Williamson and, man, honestly. He's but, I'm sure at the moment he's probably touring. He's got a lot of places to go to tell his stories. So he's been tuning his autograph, mate. He is. I can't, aye, he is. Aye, because he'll be able to hold it in venues again because it's been relaxed now. Aye, sweetie. Does the pub circuit? Aye, aye, aye. I think he held an eight on Rugby Park, man, not that long ago. I heard that I got a bigger crowd than a fucking Kilmarnock game. But. As I say, it will be hard to top last week's, but here goes as once again we delve into the archives of Scottish football and find a former hero in oh, the oh, hold legend. On, Stephen. Hold, 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 hold on, Stephen. You're jumping ahead here because oh, we've got the comes. Listen, we had to put it out there and score Gary Grado's cousin. Because I've got a feeling I'm not going to be happy about this. Well, the current scores are Euro 19.3, Stephen, top of the leaderboard. Absolutely coasting it. Chris... Is on 13.9. We'll get to him in a minute. And Gradle's bottom. Yeah, Gradle's bottom was 7.8. And you would think he would remain bottom with, you know, the fact that he couldn't be arsed last week and decided at a whim just to call his cousin who was a mascot at Kilmarnock in 1997 and didn't even meet any one of the players and got a voice note from him and he could only give us three minutes. You would think Gradle's going to be staying rooted to the bottom. But, you know, it is a Legends Lottery. We have to be fair. We have to put it out there to score the guest out of five. Now, I don't know what's went on, but the scores are in for Gary, Grado's cousin on the Legends Lottery. And he scored 4.8. The most successful guest we've ever had on the Legends Lottery via a voice note for 10 seconds because he couldn't give us three minutes. Um, 
4.8. Thank you to every person that voted, man. I've seen a couple of zeros. He's a fucking, he's well-remembered. But the fives, thank you so much. Thank you to everybody that voted. I thank you so much. Does that mean I'm in second place now? I'm just doing the really? calculations here. Um, the Grado, Wait. you are on, you're not on second place yet, but you're on 11.6, so. Ah, right. Well, I mean, Chris Toll's... Oh, 12.6, sorry, I've done it. I've not carried the one, 12.6. 12.6, you're no far behind Toll now, right. mate. But, but I mean, Toll's got the fucking chance now. Uh, I'm going to tell you this, and I'm going to cut you off, lads, right? Because I have been absolutely fucked this week, right? right? I'm not lying. Uh, now listen, when I when I failed to get a guest on the last time, he's offered to give me a deferral and I said no. And I took I took my dunce, didn't I? You did. You did. Right. I don't have a guest this week, but I'm asking for a deferral until next week, if possible. Oh, it's fine. I've been no well all week, you fucking dafty. Right. Do you know something? I got one when I had Greg Wild member. He had a family emergency. Toll did get offered. He got offered a referral the fucking week. He didn't get one. He refused to accept it. He took his medicine and he's asking for one this week. And I'm going to say no. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you should be ashamed of yourself. I don't know how you can get there. Oh, seriously, mate. I was joking there. You can get a deferral till next week. Seriously, you can. Right. That's good then. That's good then. That's it. And do you know what? I, I'm why take this opportunity to apologise to the listeners. I know the like the Legends Lottery part of the show is a good laugh, and I've fucked it for us this week. I apologise, but I do. I, I genuinely have been absolutely laid up all week. Mm-hmm. I've had other shit going on, and all I don't want to fucking get into, but the boys know about it as well. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the deferral this time. But uh, I graciously accept, gentlemen. Thank you just very much. Just book your cousin, Cole. Hey. Just book your cousin. It worked for Grado, oh. so just book your cousin. <laughs> just don't oh, let fuck. it fucking happen again, right? Football dafts. Big question. So, remember last week, well, Cole, I don't know if you heard the show right, it was last week we were talking about football chants and all that. John had a few... Brilliant, man. Right? But there was one member... The Breakin City chant. We can't read, we can't write, but that don't really matter. We support Breakin and we drive a tractor. We didn't know the tune, but thanks to Kevin Kevin Cameron, who got back in touch after last week when we were talking about the chance, and he hit us with this one, right? He's hit us with it. We didn't know what the tune was, but here he is to sing it. John. All right, gents. Kevin here. I'm the guy who left the chant about Breakin City back in the 1990s. Uh, and producer John wanted to know how it went. Uh, well, before I do that, I just have to say I nearly crashed the fucking car because I'm listening to your podcast uh, on a weekly basis, but the one I was listening to there was obviously the Charlie Nicholas one where you're sitting there thinking to yourself and you're sitting there thinking to yourself. Couldn't help but fucking piss myself. Absolutely brilliant. Spot on, guys. However, the football chant, right, it went like this. We can't read and we can't write, but that don't really matter. We support Breakin, we can drive a tractor. We can't read and we can't write, that don't really matter. We support Breakin, we can drive a tractor. All right, guys, get daftes. <laughs> 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 get that guy on. 
And he got that guy on. Man, that was brilliant. Kevin Camelwell, legend, man. That was great. <laughs> oh, I'm glad it's cleared up as well. But you know what I mean? Uh, because we we were sitting there and we were, we were just sitting there hanging to ourselves. <laughs> How did we get that tune? How the fuck did this song go? <laughs> brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> but uh, that was great, man. But this week, right, it's time to shine a light. I'm one of the unsung heroes of Scottish football, the ball boys and girls, sitting in all the weather, running in empty stands, pleading with the crowd to give the ball back. It's a, it's a tough job, isn't it, Troops? Ball boys boy, and girls. He's ever done it, and he's ever done it. No, I actually, do you know what? I get feared to it when I was young because I remember, I can't remember what game it was. Um, involved running. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> <I can't. laughs> well, to be honest with you, it, it was because the wee guy was fat, man, and it was either, I can't remember it was St. Mern or, I can't remember the time, don't quote me on St. Mern, but they were shouting like fat bastard to the wee guy, man. <laughs> and I remember the time going, wow, fuck being a boy boy, man, you get the, 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 the piss taken out of you. I felt terrible for him. That's terrible, man. I mean, I do uh, feel sorry, especially like, Loads of stuff like that. Obviously, the what the fuck was that? Oh, sorry, I was just hanging my eye and broke up. Sorry. Oh, that was like a fucking flying fucking frog or something. Oh, no, no, mate. What? Flying frog. <laughs> <laughs> that well-known species. Yeah, but do you know what I was watching last night? You know what I was watching last night? <coughs> fucking the All or Nothing with Jose Mourinho and. Hey, the- don't. I've not watched it yet. I'm going to. No, 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 no. But it's, no, it's fine. It's fine. But you remember the 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 cha- who was his first Champions League game? In fact, was it not his first ever game? Who did he play in the Champions League in the bait? Well, when he scored when they go against Man U. No, no, it was it was it was, it was, it was no, wasn't he fucking Porto man? It was. Um, it was in his first manager at this point. I it was like his first European oh, game. Oh. The, the ball boy. It was the, the, the game was kind of like fucking you know throw in, but the boy the ball boy chucked it to the player. That's right, right away, and he scored the goal. That's and right, and that, they that, went and celebrated with the ball boy. Eh? Celebrated with the ball boy after, after the game. He got to meet the team, and he sat with the players and, and, and ate with the players, man. And that was a that was a beautiful story, man. Must be a buzz, like as a ball boy. Right, yeah, right. Jose Marino tapped the seed, not that turn to come up for a feed, man. Brilliant. Yeah, that ball boy society man where they've all got like wee snapchats and all that and they're watching that and going I mean I need to go to fucking Clyde next week look at that wee guy hanging about with Jose and that this is fucking shit isn't it like there is like snapchatting each other look at that lucky bastard yeah. <laughs> a ball boys union uh, <laughs> but do you remember I remember looking at the ball boys when I was young and a lot of them had, a, had a, an offer swagger didn't they when they were walking down fucking chill there's nothing wrong with that mate there's nothing wrong oh. with that no, that's where you want in it, but I didn't ring my swagger. <laughs> but it, it was kind of like the folk man. And did you know you used to run out as well before? Or you used to run at the one time when you see the ball boys run out, you knew that was when the teams come out. Did they even still do that? Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But one of my mates was a ball boy at Brockville, uh, Fraser Bloy, and it was Falkirk versus Rangers. And uh, Ali McCoy scudded a shot right off his dish. <laughs> just about no, not to I like paramedics I mean we're talking like St John's ambulance are out, out, out for him Ali came you know gave it gave it the old pat in the head and all that oh you're right wee man and all that sort of stuff I think you sparked out though you're, you're uh, mate what's the fucking age restriction to get a ball by it fucking it's not it was he 30 it was he 39 grade would be fair 
<laughs> Jenny was down watching Ali McCoy's to the five or seven or something like that. <laughs> no, I just thought he was an old bull boy. You see what I mean? <laughs> I remember. <laughs> Mate, that's uh, hilarious. I think I've got imagine a mad old bull boy. Okay. <laughs> If there's anyone at a club listening out there, go and please get in touch and we'll get Grado as the ball boy at the next match. I'd love, <laughs> I'd love that, man. I'd be brilliant, man. Imagine you get yeah. as the ball boy. What are you talking about? There'll be a bit of fuck time. <laughs> Grado <laughs> running to get the ball. Well, it's time to see what the listeners said now. We've got Stuart who said, I was a ball boy for Clyde when we played Dunfermline. Back when we first moved to Broadwood, I think I was 12 or 13 running out in front of players. It was quality. Cool, man. Yeah. <laughs> Aiden sent us a fucking story of his life for the likes of us, man. This is fucking, wait, this is memoirs by Aiden. <laughs> <laughs> I was a ball boy at Montrose for a while. Set the scene. Standing behind Lerm. Uh, learning, winning against the wall just as to decide to go and join my complimentary half-time pie when one of the Montrose players, Stuart Ferguson, I think it was, was sitting a few shots during the break. Cue him absolutely ballooning one wide, causing both ball and the molten lava-like grease to <laughs> simultaneously hit my face. I got a pair of goalie gloves for the subkeeper for my troubles, but my face is still never recovered. <laughs> That's for all the listeners out there, that audio book was read by Chris Toll. That's a beautiful story, but man. Kevin says, I was a ball boy for Hamilton Ackies who played Partick Thistle. Uh, sorry, at the Partick Thistle's ground, is that right? Yeah, it did. Hamilton shared for him. There you go. Pie and Mars Bar at half time. Class. <laughs> <laughs> Razor's <laughs> definitely going to be want to be a ball boy as well. Free pie and Mars bar at half time. Class man, Thomas, Thomas said I was a ball boy for Hibs v Everton at Easter Road in 2002. Wayne Rooney scored a double that day. Best player to ever grace the pitch at Easter Road, apart from Larson and Loudrop. <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> that clearly says Larson and Sinclair. <laughs> 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 Marty says, I was a ball boy at Albion Rovers in the late 80s at home via Alla. I was on my own behind the goals when Alla scored, but the net was never pinned down right, so the ball came out of the net. The ref asked me if it was in. I was going <laughs> to death stare after Rab McCulloch, the Rovers keeper at that moment. I did what all ten-year-old, good ten-year-old boys would do in that situation. Shot it and told the truth. I says it was a goal. Talk about pressure, and I think they lost 3 nothing, and I still blame myself. That's <laughs> fucking going to the ref. Zan. <laughs> Brilliant, isn't it? I remember that. Oh. <laughs> Colin says he was a ball boy at Oliver and Inverness Cali Thistle. Oliver? Oliver? That is when Cali Thistle won Europe, Stevie. <laughs> He says he was at Alloa and Cali Fissel. The Cali Fissel fans stared at punching lumps out of him. What? What? Does he mean? There was a... Right. was a ball boy at Alloa and Inverness Cali Fissel fans started punching lumps out of him after he went to get the ball off one of them and got a few digs instead. The 50 pence and half pie, half a pie made it all worth it. Right. So he's trying to tell us he got a fucking doing half a pie. No, what he's saying is there was a ball boy at Alloa and Cali Fissel. And the, the boy went into the Thistle fans to get the ball and they knocked the fuck at him. I don't, I don't, <laughs> know, how you, I don't know how the fuck that's never made the air. 
<laughs> never heard that story before. Fuck's sake. <laughs> I don't think a fucking 50 pence and half a pie would make it worth it after getting your cunt kicked in as a wee boy, man. That's terrible. You have actually just went and get 10 bob and a pie after getting your James Blunt absolutely rattled after a bunch of Cali Fistle casuals, man. <laughs> <That'll be. laughs> yeah, take this and keep your mouth shut. <laughs> John, John Robertson, like that. here's a twitch, fuck up. <laughs> The armchair pundit says, I mind when Eden Hazard kicked a ball, boy. Yeah, I remember that. Ross got in touch to say, Cammy Bell just about ended up in a square goal with a ball, boy, after he's been a wee fanny and wasting time at Clyde versus Falkirk last season. We spoke about this, didn't we? Yeah, you were, mate. I was at that game. What a wee dick, that Clyde ball. Well, actually, it tells the story. Oh! What happened again? John, that's a wee boy you're talking about. Oh, he, was just, he was being a wee wide old man. He's been a wee oh wide, he kept holding on to the ball, time wasting. Cammy Bell tried to get the ball back off him. He was holding oh, he was a wee dick. So, what yeah, did Cammy Bell actually do? He grabbed the ball back off him and he knocked him on his arse, I think. Really? Yeah, was it just like okay. a, a scuffle? Ah, it wasn't much a scuffle, but obviously. Cammy Bell got a down then, eh? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <laughs> so, Martin, he, I was a ball boy for Kennedy's testimonial for Clyde Bank v Rangers. Gaza told me he'd buy a pie, he'd buy me a pie. Still waiting for it to this day. I see. Paul McStay tell me he'd buy me sweeties and I fucking got them. That just shows you McStay better than Gascoigne ever was. I'm not biting. I'm not biting. Best foot in the Credo was nearly half a tap deal there. <laughs> Football daft with G4 claims. Been involved in a road traffic accident. Call them now on 01698. 767-172 It's now time to give away not one, not two, not three but four crates of beer 52 as we once again play the Pro Set Playoff Did they need to pay the postage? Have we hung hang with that yet? No, no it's alright, I've checked with that crate it's always, we've only got to cover 495 for the postage and packaging for all four so it's all good uh, In front of me I have 91-92 Pro Set cards which were sent in by one of our listeners. And basically, I read the description of each player from the back of the card, and it's up to you guys to guess who it is, and the first person to buzz in gets the point. We play to two, and every week we like to take on a listener, and this week is no exception. It is Craig from Aberdeen. How are you doing, Craig? How you doing, man? It's no Aberdeen button, is it no rural Aberdeen shit or something like that? It's old Meldrum, just outside Aberdeen. Aye, old Meldrum. Come on, man. Give a man respect, man. I'll get it. And Craig, you're a Rangers support up that way. How how difficult is that for you? Spitting this guy. It's uh, it's eventful. Basically, you get um, eight old firm games a season. If Aberdeen ever make the um, top six. Do you ever watch? Have you played this at home? Have you played along? At home? Yeah, yeah, it's my, my Friday night unwinder, just listening to you chappies and having a few drums. Oh, again. This guy's pure take a high road. I love this guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not bad because I was born in Govan. Oh, were you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah 30 years up here, though. So, rules dead simple. What about that Asda with McDonald's in it? That's all right, innit? <laughs> You know, you know what I'm talking about? The McDonald's and, and, and inside Asda. Oh, I a culinary delight. And that is great, but you can get, get your messages and then come out by McFlurry and all that. I love it. Craig's going to be doing the Visit Aberdeen adverts very soon. You go to Aberdeen, you know what? You can get a McDonald's in the Asda. That's brilliant. 
the culinary review by Grado. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so rules are simple, Craig. Got the process playoff cards, as I say. I'm going to read the description of the player from the card. Uh, you're going to play one of the boys. You get buzz in if you know the answer, but if you do buzz in, you can't come back in again, okay? Um, right. If none of you get the answer, I flip the card and we, we try and guess who, which player it is. Is there anybody you would like to play, Craig? Um, I don't know. Toll's probably the best at it. He's not, because he's... he's I'm the only one. I've not won. The rest of them have he's got 100% won. record. Me, me and Grado have got 100% records. Toll hasn't won one yet, mate. Absolutely. Right, so here we go, Craig. Go ahead and do the draw, and let's see who you've got. It is... Grado! Yay! Craig, what's your buzzer going to be? Uh, Jack. Jack? Yeah. Right, okay. After the man whose thunderbolt chased Brendan Rogers out of Scottish football and my favourite bourbon. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, actually, Jack's, oh. uh, Jack, Jack's oh. a sour mash whiskey, Craig, not a bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> you, want, you want to be a fucking smart arse, all right? Hey, Craig, what's your buzzer today? Hashtag nibble. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. Oh, then. What's your buzzer? Victor. Victor, why Victor? Victor. 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 Oh, right. Oh, right. Very good. Here we go. He's ready. This player is a regular fixture in the number nine five shirt for Aberdeen since breaking into the first team as a teenager. Only Kay Dalglish has won more caps than Scotland. Alex McLeish. 1-0, Alex McLeish. Well done, sir. I thought you said number nine. Right, no, I wasn't. It was number five, Grado. Here we go. Next player, you might struggle with this one. Uh, This player made his first appearance in league football for Falkirk during the 82-83 season. He played for five seasons before a transfer to Liverpool in 1987. He made this two appearances for the Anfield Club then returned to Scottish football with Dundee United, staying for just one year before a further three-season spell south of the border with Shrewsbury. He is now in his second season with St Mirren. Defender from Bells Hill. Victor! Grado. It's not Gus McPherson, is it? Uh, it's not Gus McPherson, no. Craig, I'll hand this over to you. I'll turn the card over. Do you know who that is? Uh, no. It's Alan Irvin. Still 1-0, Craig. Oh, on to the next player. This player made his league debut for Hearts while still a teenager in 1987 and established himself as a regular choice in season 89-90, the season in which his lifelong Hearts supporter won the Scottish PFA Young Player of the Year award. He has won Scottish under one honours. Yeah, Craig. Scott Crabb. Scott Crabb. Four crates of beer heading your way, my friend. What a shout that is. What a shout that is. Impressive. Cheers. This this guy's good, man. This guy's good. Capped off, Craig. Do you know what? I really want want him to come on again to actually. Do you know what I was going to say? The next time, time Paul. Closing a huff and sell it, get beat. I think we should get Craig on as a third person on the show. Wait a minute. Well, that'll be in two weeks' time, surely. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, what about this one? What about this one? We bring bring Craig on next week to play against another guest. That's a good shout. There should be a wee tournament. That is not a bad shout, to be honest with you. We We could try and do a simpler version of the Nations League. 
slash <laughs> and have like groups. Right. <laughs> Go on, make it happen. I'll make it happen. I'll make it. Thanks for playing, Craig. Hey, Craig, what are you going to do with the crates of beer? Uh, drink it. I'm 40 on oh, Wednesday. <laughs> 40 on Wednesday, mate. Yeah. Happy birthday. Cheers, my man. Oh, All the best, Craig. Thank you very much, man. Right, you, you know what, Craig? You've been so good and on our show today. Don't bother putting your hands in the pocket because I'm going to cover that full 95. <laughs> Go on. I'll send you the details after. I've got it. All right? Right, excellent. Well done, gentlemen. Craig. Fantastic. Well done, Craig. And remember, if you want free beer, uh, all you have to do is head to beer52.com forward slash daft. We can sort of create Beer 52 right for you right now. Uh, it's a monthly subscription service. So you don't know what Beer 52 is. They get beer from right across the world. Um, some brilliant small batch breweries, stuff you've never heard of, some very nice fruity stuff, all sorts of beer in there, whatever you want, whatever your preference is in beer. You can get it for just 4 95 cover the postage and packaging. So head to beer52.com forward slash daft and you can get your first case of beers on us. Football daft with G4 Claims. Find them on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram at G4 Claims Limited. Let's welcome a man who's well-travelled across Scottish football. As a striker, he's played for the likes of Wraith Rovers, Dundee, Motherwell, St Mirren, St Johnston and Hearts. And he now currently applies his trade at Morton, where he also manages the reserve side. It is John Sutton. How you doing, mate? Hi. Yeah. Hello there. Good to be here. Thanks for coming on, mate. Thank you. Oh, no problem. No problem at all. Right, so have you got your brother on FaceTime as well, mate? Ah, you see there as well? We can slag him before we get to you, mate. Oh, sorry, are you talking to me then? <laughs> <laughs> I, no, feel, feel free to, to slag, my, slag my brother at any opportunity. No, mate, I'm kidding. I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. probably not the only one. Listen, no. I'll tell you something. There won't be a bad fucking word said about Chris Sutton on this. <laughs> this is right. cool. I think he's told that show. I wouldn't. Have, I couldn't have imagined you'd have thought that. <laughs> so I think he's top entertainment. I think he's like the Katie yes. Hopkins. Are fucking. That's me. That's, that's what I would be. He's like Katie Hopkins, man. But you said you started at Spurs. Is that right, John? Yeah, that's right. A long time ago, now. Right, so what's your memories of starting then at Spurs? Starting as a footballer, then what, what happened there? It's a bit of a culture shock coming from sort of uh, rural Norfolk to um, sort of uh, pretty much where they filmed the only way is Essex. Uh, love that program. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking love it. Uh, so is it? No, it was. It was good. It, it was incredibly hard to to try and break into the first team. But the things that you learn, the, the level of coaching and and the players you you got to to train with. Certainly, as you got older, you know that that stood us in good stead for the future. But who who was the kind of players that, that were showing you the ropes? Here? Who was the first time players at that point? Who was that? Uh, well, that was the tricky bit for us, really, because uh, you know we had a really good youth team, um, but then the first team was Teddy Sheringham, uh, Les mm-hmm. Ferdinand, someone called uh, Sergei Rebrov, who used to play up front with Shevchenko for. Uh, Rebrov. Uh, never, never heard of him. Never heard of Sergei Rebrov. <laughs> no, I, I was trying to make it look, look like I was unlucky. I just just say something. <laughs> Right, <laughs> uh, but uh, I really, really good quality player. So it was very. Uh, Robbie Keane was another one. Who is, you know, I think it speaks for itself. It's incredibly hard to jump above them in the pecking order. Were you there with, were you there with Jamie Redknapp? Yeah, was I? Aye. He's a good looking guy, eh? He's alright. Uh, mate, legitimately, <laughs> that's me. Grado, Grado fancies big Pierre Van Hoydonk, right? And we get asked, 
we got asked if you if you had a footballer that you would that you would consider. <laughs> who would it be? And I said Jamie Redknapp. There you go. So there we go. What a fucking. You know, I must admit, you know, I did, I did, I, I like Big Pierre, right? But see, at the same time, I love, I love Les Ferdinand, man. I love, he's a boy. Yeah, yeah. I, I love Les Ferdinand. Did he ever take you aside and be any tips or anything like that? Is this as a player or as a potential partner? <laughs> <or> as a... <laughs> <laughs> no, mate, he's a player. <laughs> I don't be no, don't be no coming back for that one. <laughs> oh, man, come on. <laughs> I know a couple of things here and there. You know, the first team were brilliant. Um, we're such a huge squad of players at, at Tottenham. But uh, Les would talk to you. They would talk to you. There's no doubt about that. Uh, Tim Sherwood was another really good one. Um, Tom Campbell was there when I was initially there. And they were good guys. I mean, footballers get a bad name. But you see, if, you know, they, they saw you walking back from training one day. They'd give you a lift back to your digs and whatever. They were good guys. And they would take you aside and... And give you a few tips here and there. So I, they, they were terrific like that. So how did you? How did you end up coming up to Scotland then, John? How did that come about? Uh, well, when I left Tottenham, see, this is ages ago. You know, you'll all have forgotten about this. There was a company called ITV Digital who had all the sort of rights to the League One and League Two teams. On digital yeah. was that on digital and all that? Was that the same thing? Remember on Was it? Was that on digital? Remember them? I might have been. It was. It was a hell of a long time ago. But basically, all the clubs in the lower leagues were about. A lot of them went to, into administration. Generally, what would happen was, if you from Tottenham reserves, you would generally go on, not necessarily play, but end up a League One or League Two club for a, for a season or six months and get shot out of there. But the clubs were absolutely um, no money. So my brother was up in Scotland. He spoke to someone called Tosh McKinley. Um, yeah. Tosh sort of helped us out a bit and uh, I got an opportunity to come up to, to Wraith Rovers um, which was you know fantastic Tosh McKinley what a left peg he had man at all Aye. 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 A few, few balls on. I remember him um, telling us how he used to put the ball on Big Ben Hoyd on his head that's right he, Aye, delivered that's the, he delivered the ball for the Scottish Cup final winner Aye. Aye, that's the one I remember, I remember seeing that on the video when you came up to Scotland, John, you arrived in Kirkcaldy, you smashed it, you got 16 goals, 24 games. Did you think when you came up here and off the back of that, do you think it was just easy up here? <laughs> no, no, nothing's ever easy. Um, I was, I, we struggled a little bit as a team, but I played with some good players there. Um, the manager was really good with us, Antonio Calderon, who was Spanish. Um, training was great. and it, It's a huge step, uh, you know, same with the, the boys that, that I was coaching last year to go from... Uh, youth team, reserve team, but then you're, you're playing real football. So it, it was really, really good. And uh, it was a really good league as well. Uh, Falkirk were really strong at the time. Um, in Venice, played against some, some really tough opposition. So it, it was a big step for me and uh, a big learning curve. But it, 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 it well, it's done great for me. See, this time, is, are you kind of like getting advice off your big brother at this part of your career? Like, what did I do here, man? I'm at ref. I forgot the choice to go here. What did I do, Biggin? What's the deal? Do you, do you take a lot of advice off your brother? Yeah, well, I was actually living with him at the time. Was you? Glasgow and travelling through with uh, Darren Brady. Um, I, so, I spoke to Chris quite a lot. He helped out. Um, but, I mean, at the end of the day, people can't live your life for you. You know, it's got to be your decision. But uh, I, it pretty, it's pretty much the same mind as myself. You know, first team football's the, you know, the most important thing. Right. Right. What was it like at Millwall with Dennis Wise there? What was he like? I know, they were good with us. They were sort of uh, going for promotion. So 
I've never really played as much as I want. I played a couple of games. Um, I played a, a little bit of the FA Cup final run. Uh, we got to the FA Cup final. I was the one left out on the day, unfortunately. I thought I had a good chance of sort of playing against Man United, but um, no, they, they were good with us. I think the trouble being that uh, they, they signed someone called Daniel Decchio, who was very tall, great player on the track record. And they're obviously going for promotion. They wanted someone a bit more um, experienced, who's been tested, who, who they can trust a bit more. Um, but no, you know, Dennis was a, a, you know pretty good with us down there. And the, Ray Wilkins as well was down there. He, he was terrific with us, Ray Wilkins. Oh, was it? That's brilliant, man. Oh. Any stories about Dennis Wise, like losing his shit a wee bit? Like, you know, if he's not as a manager? No, well, no, not, not losing it too much. But he, uh, <laughs> what does someone tell us? I don't know whether this is an urban myth or not. He used to sort of nip people in the back of the, the neck or nip them or blow on the back of the neck because he sort of nipped them. And then as he nipped them, they would like elbow him off to, to try and get him away. Now, as they elbowed him off, he used to go down holding his face. But whether that's an urban myth, I mean, I could be done for perjury here. I'm going to try that. That's what they used to, used to say. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, one, he's one of the guys that you would just never tire of slapping, but Dennis, why isn't he? Uh, he he's, uh, I, like I say, he was always good with me. I'm not trying to bury him to like, get, get you buried here or that, but he's like, he's. <laughs> He's the sort of player that you hated playing against. You hated that, like if he played in a team against your team. You know what I mean? Like an actual Novo or a Scott Brown. Mm-hmm. Aye, I like that. He was incredibly fit as well. You know, he was quite old, obviously, at the time. He was manager there, but, you know, his fitness levels were really good. He'd be, I like you say, a bit like Scott Brown and, and Nacho Novo in about here, annoying people the whole time. You know, but they're the people, a lot of the time, you want on your team rather than playing against you. So it's, I, I take it. See when you went to see when you went to Dundee. Were you did, did you replace like Natural Novo? Because is that around about the time he left for Rangers? I uh, pretty much. I mean, uh, they done well, didn't they? Dundee. They got rid of Novo and Ravinelli and got got me in. I because Dundee obviously went into administration. <laughs> so uh, I that's how I ended up there. Mm. And what was your stint like there? How did you find that? How was it? How was the Dundee derbies for you? Uh, Dundee Derby's were kind to us. Uh, we had a great record. Uh, scored winner in two of them. One was a good goal, second game of the season. And another one was an absolute shite ahead and it dribbled through the goalie's legs. Uh, <laughs> I, they all they count, count me. They all count. Uh, Dundee Derby's were brilliant, though. I mean, sort of, that'd been my first time in the Premier League. So the first thing I sort of looked at in the fixture list was Celtic, 60,000 fans, Rangers, 50,000 fans, or whatever the attendances are. Well, I think the, the games I enjoyed most, obviously, you know the Dundee derby, but you get there, it's a packed house. You realise, you know, it's such a big game. Um, really, really good occasions to, to play. And I think the difference is with the Dundee derbies, is Rangers and Celtic, you're not really expected to win. Whereas the Dundee derbies are pretty much 50-50. And I think the atmosphere is sort of a bit edgy because of that. They're absolutely fantastic games to play in. Right, you made me laugh there when you said you scored a shiter, right? I, I love it when I hear folk like can I use words like that that you've probably learned up here. Is there any other words that you that you speak like in your everyday language that you learned up here? I well, I mean the obvious one, Jobby. No. Holy, aye. Well, because it's like because my mate Shah, he 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 um, he's adopted saying the word messages because that never gets used in there. Can you go for your messages? 
I know what it is. You know what messages <laughs> are there, eh? Right, that's good. Your milk and your bread and your square sausage. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> there you go. After Dundee, uh, you went to St Mirren, you've been quoted as saying that they saved your career. Um, what, what's the reason for that? Had you just, had you chucked it basically? Were you fed up with football? Or? No, I don't know about saving my career, but... Um... I got relegated with Dundee, which we, we shouldn't have done for a number of reasons. The first one being we had the squad of players we had was more than capable of taking up, uh, staying up. And the second one was that uh, Livingston signed players that they shouldn't have uh, signed. And they're the, the team that sent us down. But then I went back down to Millwall. I was, I was never going to get a look in there. The manager changed, Steve Claridge. I mean, that is a bit of trivia for you. I don't know how many managers have taken over pre-season and been sacked for your first game of the season. But that's what happened to, to Steve Claridge. Um, but by that time, you know, I was, I was down in the pecking order with things. So um, I needed somewhere to go. Went to St. Mirren and St. Mirren was just absolutely brilliant for us. I, w- I don't know about saving a career, but it certainly lit a fire under us. And um, it was brilliant. We, we had quite a young squad of players. Uh, we weren't really fancied, but we had a... Re- I mean, it's a... It, it's a bit like Celtic to an extent. They buy younger players and people always say, oh, I never heard of him. And then a few years' time, they go, oh, that Van Dyke was a good player, even though you never heard of him when he comes right. to I'm not saying that we all went on to have careers like that, but um, so you had St. Johnston's, you had other teams that were spending more money than us, but we had a really motivated group of players. Simon Lappin went on to play in the Premier League for Norwich. Um, oh. Big Cup Broadfoot obviously went on to play for, for Rangers. He's back at Kelly now and he's had a really good career back uh, down south. Charlie Adam was on loan for the season. Uh, you know, never really played first team football so much before. Um, so we had a really hungry group of players. We had a great coaching uh, team. Gus McPherson used to give you a right bollocking and then Andy used to, Andy Millen was absolutely terrific with all the boys. Uh, Mark O'Reilly. So it was just a, a really, really good club to be at at that time. Hey, some amount of some amount of signing on fees you must have put in your career, man. You've played for a bug. You look like Jim Hamilton. I know. Trouble is, I'm normally a man of the contract. What you really want to do is uh, be absolutely uh, have a shy to then you get paid up. <laughs> <laughs> you know the score. Uh, <laughs> hey, no, no, normally that's through my choice. That's the trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Look at all these clubs you've played for, John. Uh, where would you say you felt you're most comfortable? Uh, two, well, two strong three places. Uh, St Mirren, uh, definitely first spell, second spell as well. It's a great club. I had some gr- really good seasons there. We got promoted twice. Um, we stayed up three, on the last day of the season twice in different leagues. That was absolutely brilliant. Um, Motherwell would be the other one. Motherwell, we played in Europe every year. We finished, we got cup finals. We never got the cherry on the top and won the Scottish Cup, um, right. which was unfortunate. But we finished second. It was just always an adventure with Motherwell. Motherwell was absolutely terrific. And I'm sure when you speak to Laz and all the rest of us, it, it was just a great group of people. The, the players were great. It was great because every time we came out pre-season, we'd always sold a few people. And they always said, oh, you get relegated this year. I mean, right. nearly in the last season. Um, we never got relegated we're normally top six finishing second something like that and the people who work at Motherwell as well have been there for such a long time so that was a 
a great place as well. But I'd mention Hearts as well because um, Hearts is obviously it's, it's a huge club, and the people um, again working there and the, the Hearts fans were really, really terrific to us. Although you know, I, I wish things had gone a bit better there for us. I but did, did you have you get any crazy uh, Romanov stories for Hearts? <laughs> I well, I uh, he used to come in with his in, interpreter. Right. But it was always a bit of a mystery because he used to come when he was in Tupper, but he used to get him reading the Sun or the Daily Record. So his understanding of English couldn't have been too bad. He's sort of just flicking through the pages, flicking through the pages. And then we'd sit down and um, uh, have the meeting. So Romanov's jabbering away in Lithuanian and his interpreter's there saying, uh, you boys are trying very hard. Bally, bally, blah. I keep up the effort. You're doing excellent. All right, thank you. And um, I'll be back again soon to see you. Just keep working hard all behind you. And the Lithuanian boys during this time, like we're all sitting up straight and looking at it, and the Lithuanian boys were pissing themselves with laughter. <laughs> so then, like, as soon as you go out of the room, you say, what, 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 was, uh, what was he saying there? He's saying, you're all a pile of shite. You're fucking hopeless. I wish I'd never signed. You're wasting your money. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Slaughtered like like sheep or something like that. <laughs> That's brilliant, man. That's so brilliant. John, mate, we mentioned your time at Motherwell there. Um, now you played in one of the craziest games in Scottish football history. You scored, a, you scored a couple of goals in it. In fact, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, six each we Hibs at Fir Park. Talk talk us through it, mate. I uh, some guy we had a. We had a right good team. Uh, oh, always had pretty much a right good team at Motherwell, but Craig Brown was obviously the manager. We've been on a right good run of things, and uh, I think it was quite an important game. I think if we finish, if we beat Hibs, we'd have jumped above them with a game left to get in, to guarantee qualification to Europe. Um, obviously, what do we go? The other strange thing about it, we probably had and I've played with some really good goalies Chris Smith uh, uh, who was really unlucky with injuries uh, Big Darren Randolph we had the best goalie in the league in my opinion at that time John Ruddy mm-hmm. uh, our defensive record was unbelievable but after 20 minutes we ended up about 4-1 down if I remember correctly and it was just a crazy game I mean if you look at the highlights so, some of the goals that went in were it was like comical <laughs> yeah, but then, then what about big Kevin Rutkiewicz's volley at the end uh, that was Van Basten style stuff, man. Well, uh, well, I hope you know that I got the assist for that. Uh, <laughs> Seventy yards up the pitch. <laughs> uh, and he couldn't really miss from there, could he? <laughs> you put it on a plate for him, mate. You put it on a plate for him. Ah, uh, exactly, man. You can only do so much for people. Uh, but great seeing all the. I mean, I think on the pitch we were all thinking, "Oh, Jesus Christ, we've got Archie Knox in the dressing room after this." <laughs> you know, <laughs> and uh, I just some of the things went on in the game. I mean, six five, we managed. I want to say miss a penalty. Uh, we, we got a penalty, and the keeper say Ross Forbes had his penalty saved. A great penalty as well. I mean, the, it was just just mental, and obviously, TV cameras have got the fans going out of the ground and then coming back in the ground. But it's brilliant to be involved in it. And to be fair to Motherwell, we had quite a lot of games like that over the years. There was always lots of goals. And it was, it, I don't know what it is about Motherwell, but there always seems to be mental games with them, probably more right. than other teams. It might be biased. I'm thinking about the St. Mirren Motherwell game last year in the Scottish Cup, which was 
I can't remember. They got knocked down then. Was it five four or something when they four one down? Nice, nice, nice. Uh, nicely, eh? Uh, oh, thinking about other well, like the, one of the mental games I remember is obviously the playoff against Rangers yeah. at our park. Did you fancy your chances having a square goal with Big Moshney that day as well, mate? No, no, I mean, I, <laughs> I don't know. I, I couldn't believe what Leo Wynn was doing. <laughs> I, I, I sort of, uh, it's one of them, you know, like when you're pretending to run really fast over there, but you're actually going really slowly. That was me. Yeah, John, you were talking about. Um, I totally forgot that Archie Knox was Aye. assistant manager at Motherwell, right? So, me and Bob, obviously, as Rangers fans, we love hearing stories about Archie Knox. How what was he like? Was he still, still have the passion for it, even then, kind of thing? I had the passion for giving you a bollock in about six inches for your face, that's for sure, at times. <laughs> Brilliant. I know, Archie was. Uh, was great. I mean, the only trouble he had with his, uh, well, a couple of troubles with his bollockings. I mean, the teapot could get chucked about a bit, so he had to watch uh, without yeah. wearing orange. But, um, it, I mean, you, you would have thought with his experience at times, he used to make the mistakes sometimes of booting the metal skips. But the trouble with booting the metal skips is he used to hurt your own foot. So that was obviously a bit of an issue as well. Brilliant. <laughs> I just, Mark Gregory said, like, when he came up to when Mark Gregory came to the Angels, he said, when he was on the pitch, all he could hear was Archie Knox, and all, the only words he could hear was stupid fucking in Italian. That's about right. Archie was great, though, and uh, Craig Brown was brilliant as well. He was a brilliant, you know, great man manager, and um, again, you know, a fantastic human being, you know, you, you wanted to go and, and play for him, and you know, long time ago now it doesn't seem a long time ago for me but it doesn't mm. surprise me he was the last Scottish manager to get him to the finals the way he made everyone feel and it's not just the players but everyone about the club I think everyone would say how highly he was regarded like that mm. would be Stuart McCall as well was, how was he a manager for you? I'm going to be biased because some of my best football came under Stuart McCall but he yeah. was absolutely brilliant uh, I think all the boys again loved him he was uh, a really good human being and I think he kept everyone involved so well um, you know, boys on the fringes, boys who were playing. His assistant was great as well, Kenny Black, apart from the warm-ups, which used to be an absolute doing. But I, again, through the time of Motherwell, generally it's been a really, really good atmosphere at the club. The Stuart McCall was um, brilliant, had, had great banter. Um, he could lose it now and again as well. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. But absolutely brilliant. The only gripe I had with him was, I mean, he, used, he, he awarded me the Albert Steptoe Award one year for being the worst dressed in the club. Which <laughs> oh. I thought was harsh. I thought it was harsh because he used to come in every day stuck in the 1980s, obviously with his mullet, his stonewashed jeans and his Reebok classics. Taking it too far. John, do you ever feel bad that he might still be the Rangers manager if you shouldn't have scalped him that time? I, it was strange games, um, those ones. I, we did scalp him, but I wasn't... <laughs> Twice, 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 thanks for coming on, John. Cheers, thank you. <laughs> nice boxer, Stevie. <laughs> I, do, do you know what? I did feel for him because he was brilliant for certain Motherwell. Um, absolutely brilliant, and it was just unfortunate it was those two teams. Any other time, I'd have been absolutely rooting for him to do well, and I know it was a sort of dream job. It was just, I mean, it's so hard for him to say, Oh, he took over. 
or in a few months left. There's only so much you can do in a few months left. And not as much as he, I think he did get a turnaround from the players, um, but they're not his players. There's only so much he could have done with them. They beat Hibs, and the games we played, and we played well, but it's just scoring the goals at the right times. And mm-hmm. there was a couple of goals in there which were. Aye, Cammy Bell helped you along the way as well, mate. Is that you that scored that? Did, did, did you score that goal against Cammy Bell? No, no. I, I scuffed a penalty in at the end right enough. Aye, but uh, I scored, scored in the tie. But uh, there's a couple of goals that, uh, like you say, maybe the, you know, Cammy could have done. With, with mate, over, over the two legs, I was at the, the, first, the game at Ibrox, man. Over the two legs, he's well, by far the better team. Mm-hmm. By um, far the better team. Well, I, I think we we done very well on the counter-attack. I think Lionel scored a great goal. Uh, Leo and played really well for, for those two games. Um, I we, we probably deserved it, but it was a shame for, for Stuart because he is a good manager, and I know how much Rangers means to him. So, mm-hmm. uh, I a shame for him at the same time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, John, <laughs> you're home, right? So you're in Scotland now, and you've set up your own PT business. How's that going, mate? And can you do anything for Grado? Uh, of course, we can do something for Grado, man. I mean. It, if we got Grado into good nick, I mean, what an advert that would be. You'd have Hollywood <laughs> flying in, wouldn't you? Yeah, I've always said that. If MD can get me fucking angry, you know what? You, you can train me for free. You don't need to pay me. That's fine. Because <laughs> that, get me into some nick, man, and I'll tell you, your business will go through the fucking roof. <laughs> Aye. But, John, a while ago we had David McCracken on the show and he used to help Grado out with stuff, like PTs and stuff. Then we got him on the show and Grado nearly got well, that's, ter- that's a terrible advert for David McCracken at this stage, isn't it? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, he actually, mate, he got me in no bad nick for a couple of months in 2015. I mean, I've never been back to the gym, but, you know... <laughs> it was 2015, and then the next time we seen him, was doing the podcast in 2019. <laughs> and by the way, Crax's reaction when he seen him, Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> All right, but okay, I'll leave my number with John if you want to get in touch, if you want to take me on, mate. I've got a, a graph, but we, you'll get there. You always say you've got a graph. What? Yes, I said I'm saying it'll be a graph to get me into some a good nick, but oh, I believe well, in you. I thought you said you had a graph for your white or something. You got. <laughs> <laughs> so how is business going, mate? John, is it going okay? Ah, it's going okay. I got uh, <laughs> I also coming over at the moment. It's been really, really good. You got sort of some fairly serious athletes. And uh, well, the real fans <laughs> <laughs> and, and some people. I just looking to get fit and doing a bit of individual coaching as well. So yeah. I have a bit of a mixture, but anyone who um who wants to have a go, I'm on I'm on Twitter now, that's a new thing for me. On right. Instagram. I'm still trying to find my feet with that, but um I get in touch. I, Does your brother retweet you? What's that? Does your no. brother No. No, because I mean I, I don't want a torrent of abuse about how I'm re- I wanna you see, I don't I don't want people to know I'm related to him. I, mean, I know the surname's a giveaway, but <laughs> <laughs> you're the you're fucking doubling each other as well. <laughs> no, I don't know. John's handsome. You, you can't deny him. You can't deny your brother for fuck's sake. Come on now. Uh, here, but do, do you ever go? Do you ever bail him and go? Come on, man. You are abs- You are fishing the night on that Twitter. Or do you go? <laughs> or do you have a laugh about it? I, I, I actually think he's pretty good. I mean, I do. I do as well. As a Rangers fan, I do. Aye. 
I mean, the, the, the thing is about punditry, you, you want people to have an opinion of you, whether you, you like him or you don't like him, because it'll actually make you, you want, you want to watch. And the Mate, he gets that. people talking about him, man, that's the main thing. Yeah. A, great man, a great man once said, controversy creates cash. Cash, you're right. I, well, well, that's true. And I mean, there is no doubt he, um, he talks a, an utter pile of shite a lot of the time. <laughs> Yeah. But, I mean, uh, what I would say is an entertaining part of the shite. It is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It is, mate. So are, you, are you going to play another season for Martin, John? No, no. I won't be, won't be playing this season, no. Um, it was all, I went there initially as reserve team manager. Um, it looks like I'll probably leave the club now. Uh, second season, so the, the manager and the club really wanted us to play, but I was a reserve team manager still. But, but football, I mean, I've done my best last year. We've done okay in some games, scored a few goals here and there. But <laughs> um, a, a, a football finish at, at St. Miriam when we, we got promoted. You know, I didn't play a huge part of that season, but I felt that was a good good note to end on. Um, Aye. That was good. They scored a couple of goals here and there. That was good, mate. A couple of goals here. I'm <laughs> 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 getting on. Where are you going to end up then, John? Have you, have you got any plans? Co-winning Rangers, would you like? Would you fancy that? <laughs> No, I see the weekends. I'll tell you, I'll tell you, my kids football. I, I know people who play for Kilwinning. Though. I saw with the with the reserve teams, we um we, we used to play a lot of junior teams. My, my, the person who took the team was a big Ock and Leck person. Oh fuck up! Right. Who was who was that? Derek Anderson. Derek who? Anderson. Derek Anderson. I used to play with Kelly as well, didn't he? That's aye. right. Aye, aye, that's aye. right. So what is so? If you retired, I just want to know you. I, I don't. I, I, retired from playing. I mean, you never say never completely, right. but I retired from from playing. Right. right. So, John. Right. So every week on Football Daft, we want to put our guest football knowledge to the test with a ninety-second quiz. Are you up for it? I go for it. Aye. So we've got on the leaderboard. We've got Mark Wilson and the tightest man in Scottish football, as you say, is Keith Lasley, joint top of the league, mate. Aye. Aye. Right, and we've got four teams with a good doctor, Kenny Drucker and Kevin Harper just behind in second place with 13. And we've got Barry Ferguson and Owen Coyle joint third on 12. Other selected scores include David Templeton on 11, Charlie Adam on 10, Bob Malcolm on 6, and Falkirk manager David McCracken is still at the bottom with one point. Anybody you want to beat there? Hopefully get above uh, David McCracken. And <laughs> So, you're 90 seconds on the clock, you can't pass, you must give an answer, and your time starts now. What was the name of St Johnson's Ground before moving to McDermott Park? Was it Mewton Park? Who scored Celtic's only goal against Ferenc Charabos? Uh, Ryan Christie. The Lions are the nickname of which Scottish team? Livingston. Who did you come on to play against as a sub in the 2004 FA Cup quarter-final? Treadmill. Which championship club have just had investors from Germany? Top Manchester United signed Van de Beek from which club? Ajax. Who did Scotland play this Friday? Uh, Israel. Which Motherwell player signed for Celtic last week? David Turnbull. Who did you make your debut against for Central Coast Mariners? Oh, uh, I can't remember. Wellington. Who scored more career goals, you or your brother Chris? Uh, Chris. The Wee Rovers is a nickname of which club? Albion. Albion. Who, who is the current manager of Dunfermline? Stevie Crawford. 
What English club is James Rodriguez heading to? Everton. How many goals did you score for Kaleo when you were on, you were on loan there? One. When were Motherwell founded? 1888. Which Scottish football stadium has the biggest capacity? Uh, Celtic Park. Potential Rangers opponents progress near the con play in which country? Uh, hey! Oh my god! Oh! Oh my god! Oh, you get to answer the last question because we asked it though, uh, John. Alright, so what was the last question? Um, Where are progress from? I don't know, I said Luxembourg, but I don't think it is. Right, we'll take that answer. Well, oh, 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 oh. What is I think the that did that make a difference? Let's go through the wrong answers. I'm struggling to give you a wrong answer. There's one, there's only one, there's only one you got wrong was Motherwell were founded in 1886, which means John Sutton, you go above Keith Lasley, you're top of the leaderboard with 16, mate. Yes, man! Brilliant. It's a buzz when we get a new leader in it. Aye, aye. I'm sure you liked it. I hope you're thinking about this all night now. How do you feel? That's an honour, man. Aye, brilliant. Let's thank my mum, my dad. John, your trophy will be in the post, mate. Right, we'll just get that sent over to you. Brilliant, that's great. And obviously, you'll be celebrating on the beers tonight, so there'll be no PTs tomorrow, mate. Know what I mean? <laughs> you, you better put that in your bio. P, ex-football player, PT, and current football daft fucking quiz champion, man. I'm gonna do that now. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> John, thanks for giving up your time and coming on. We really appreciate it, mate. I know it's been a pleasure. Uh, All right, John. Cheers. Thanks very much. That was a great interview. Thank you, pal. Football Daft with G4 Claims. Been involved in a road traffic accident? Get them now at notatfaultclaims.com. Guys, so what? It was good getting the band back together, wasn't it? Having told back. I missed this last week, lads. I'll be honest with you. I mean, don't get me wrong. We were sitting last week after the Marco Negra interview, going, "This, that was, that was fucking great, wasn't it? Weren't we all well, doing that? But it's good to have you back, man. No, oh, right, I know what it was. Jink, it was better without him. Jink, Jink, it was better without him. That's what we were saying. We were going, "This is oh, better, isn't it? This is better." That's what me and Stevie said when you were having that. That's what me and you said when Stevie was having. And that, and that, and that's what us three said with producer. What's his name? And John. <laughs> we did say that, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I did oh, know John Sutton was great, man. I might take his offer if for me to train me. I'd love that. But it's good. He's had a good career, man. He's had a lot of clubs. He's done well for himself. Uh, and anybody else want to pass comment? Aye, what about you scoring the fucking quiz? Oh, wow, man. You know what? It was like Grado said earlier. It was like somebody had sent him the bloody quiz questions. Mm-hmm. It was the way he was answering the questions. It was unbelievable. Maybe that, maybe that was part of the deal to get him on the show. Aye. Aye. <laughs> and he's just, he just missed out the Motherwell one to keep it quite realistic, man. Aye, that's funny. But me. Aye, you used, used to do that, get questions wrong when you were copying somebody. You do it deliberately. Brilliant, man. That's funny. So, anyway, John Sutton, great guest. Tap of the leaderboard. Toll. Absolute. Failure in the Legends Lottery, but we're giving you a second chance. You're due a second chance. And that's it. I mean, it was a good show. We're doing great, though. It was good as last week, mate. Jinky was as good as last week. It wasn't as good as last week, but it was there. I think the only thing that could save this episode or possibly make it even better than a Marco Negri episode is what's that? What was the deal about you, uh, Toe, with Big Brother that time? 
Oh, ej. Hvad med det? Skal du mene sådan noget, hvor det starter? Hvorfor vil du ikke? Ej. Okay, I, I, I see man, come on and fish squads, I'm going to neighbours. Oh. Right, that's something to look forward to next week, Tom. I'm to hear this. But until then, everybody's listening, tell everybody about the Football Daft podcast. Like us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, YouTube, the full lot, download us on Spotify, you're probably already if you're listening. Remember to sign up to the Patreon, the Patreon's up there for the added bonus, um, bonus, bonus content. Until then, we are going to sing you with the best Fitma chant there is. Come out of Scottish football, the Breaking City chant from the 90s. Okay, one and a two and a one, two, three. three. We can read. 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 We